say this to you, but I have two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy! I almost forgot about you, Mr. Shoot Promo for himself, Bounce Checks, ECW went out of business. Hey, John, on a personal note, from all of us to you, since you want to shoot cowboy... The only reason you were WWE champion for a year was because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Now, one more time for old time's sake. Right there, so the whole world can hear us. This ain't Cheap Heat. This ain't the Ross Report. This ain't the Steve Austin Show. Hell, this ain't even Talk is Jericho. This, my friends, is the You Wish You Could Podcast. Oh my god! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of You Wish You Could Podcast. Your host here, Mike Canatello, with uh, Brian Ortiz over here. What's up? And Perry Vaughn Jericho is joining us once again. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we are out of the VC, um, unfortunately, this week, so our uh, douche level is going to drop down substantially. But we got a great episode for you. It's the episode before a pay-per-view, so you know what that means. It's prediction time. We're going to tell you our thoughts and our predictions for the upcoming uh, Extreme Rules uh, pay-per-view, as well as what we thought of Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the You Wish You Could podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, Extreme Rules. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, What do you guys think? Are you excited for this pay-per-view, or are you kind of just, like, indifferent? I'm really excited about it. Um, I I will be there on Sunday, but not only about that. Um, I'm excited that I can't really predict what's going to go on, which is usually the case with WWE. Well, as of like the last couple of years, they're kind of predictable. So um, I feel like this is kind of the first pay-per-view where it's not 100% predictable, and I'm not really sure what the outcome's going to be. That's always a, uh, a positive when you have no idea like what's to come, um, including the, the main event. I mean, obviously, you're, you're almost in the back of your head. You're like, well, there's no way they're going to make Roman Reigns drop the title, but 
you know, with the amount of momentum and steam that AJ Styles has, it's like, well, could they? Because they could easily throw it back on Roman Reigns when they need to and give AJ, like, a short little run. So, again, it's like Perry said, anything's possible. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Um, like Perry said, you don't know what's going to happen. It's great. It's been the first time in years that that's going to happen, I think. Um, it's kind of back. go back to... to WF, anything can happen. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Exactly. That's always uh, my favorite. (laughs) Um, So let's get right into Raw. Um, I actually just watched Raw today after I got home from work. Um, I wasn't enthralled with it. I wasn't as into it as I was last week, but still didn't take away from it being a decent Raw. Um, That's just my sentiment. So uh, I'll open the floor to you guys. What do you think? I feel like uh, most Raws before pay-per-views are usually not a letdown, but they're they're slow. They're staler. Because I feel like there's a little bit more promos, a little bit less wrestling. I mean, it wasn't so much the deal this time. Um, they've continued on that channel where we're getting a lot of wrestling and less promos, but more talking. There's a lot of more, uh, I think, commentators this time, commentator talking too. Uh, I felt like uh, they, were, they were hyping up the matches. They were running over the card a couple times. Um, and we got solid action out of it, but still a little too much talking, I think. I would, uh, Perry, before, I don't know if you had anything to add, but before, I would love to just say that it was awesome to see the women's division getting the main event slot yes. on Raw. And uh, I know a lot of us are probably pretty excited about that because I think they did that intentionally to really try to build, again, the hype of the women's revolution. Uh, Perry, what do you think? No, definitely. I I actually thought that, too, because I just watched Raw this afternoon as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it ended, and I, you know, I fast-forwarded, and then it started something else, and I was like, the girls were last? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect it, and I thought it was cool how they ended with with the contract signing and you know the sharpshooter and all that cool stuff. So um, it was like a very entertaining end to the show, and I didn't expect it, so it was cool. I mean, we'll get into you know the full discussion of that last segment as we go along. I guess you, let's start running down Raw. Um, opens up with the uh, AJ Styles in ring promo. Um, I I gotta say, like you know when Reigns comes out and Reigns walks to the ring. I know we really bash Reigns almost as much as we possibly can because, you know, what we don't like Reigns. But I think the one thing that pisses me off about him more than anything is he drags the belt along the fucking floor. Like, it's not – he has no respect for that belt, it almost seems, because the guys like The Rock or or Stone Cold that didn't even wear the belt, which, you know, we'll get into that. Like, I feel like if you don't wear the belt, it's disrespectful. But for him to just drag it along the floor like he's some type of, like, primate, Diesel did the same thing, and a lot of people were upset about that, too. You thought Diesel dragged it on the yeah, floor, he, though? Yeah, he dragged it along with him. Yeah. He's a little bit taller than Reigns, so he didn't quite drag on the ground, but he just held it down by his by his knee that probably blew out every time he walked. <laughs> <laughs> click. Click. <laughs> um, it was a good opening promo, though. Oh, um, it was a great opening promo. It, it finally established their new name, The, the Bloodline. Bloodline. Which uh, uh, I think Perry had uh, voiced her distaste in the the name, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's corny. I think it's a little bit corny. I don't know. I think they could have done better, um, or even just not had a name. Like everything doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't need to have like a title to it. I don't understand why everything has to have a title. Like Breeze Dongo or it, whatever it's they call marketing them. for them. That's yeah, why. Yeah. 
I don't know. Why can't it just be, you know, Roman Reigns and the Usos? Why does it have to be the bloodline? It's not going to last. You know what I mean? So no. it's not like it's going to be a, a long lived faction. So it's like, why don't you save your names for like real stuff? You know? Well, let's just be glad it's not called Shield 2.0 or something <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah. Although, you, you know what I would kind of actually find interesting? I was just thinking about this now. Mm-hmm. Is Usos wear the half face paint, half face, half face paint? What if Reigns came out in full, like, war paint on Sunday? <laughs> oh, that actually would be kind of cool, I think. I would probably make fun of him more than I already do. Yeah, I agree. Um, however, I'd like to touch on Gallows and Anderson's, their robe jacket thing. <laughs> their Snuggy <laughs> with a dick hole, as you love to call them. <laughs> Snuggy with a dick hole, as we like to call them. But I feel like they just, that's another thing they overdo, too. Like, everyone has one of those robes. Everyone. Like, Daniel Bryan had it, like, yeah. Miz wears it, these guys have it, you know, Cody Rhodes at one point had it, like, everyone has this, these friggin' robe jacket things, it's like, alright, let's, let's, you know, get a little bit more creative on what we're gonna do, these guys are, like, supposed to be badasses, they don't look like badasses with those Snuggies, so. Hmm. <laughs> Snuggie with dick holes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, I agree, I mean, I loved it when Cesaro came out with the wrestling robe. Um, because like it was a legit robe, yeah, and uh, it's definitely an art form of the past to be able to wear a robe to the ring. Um, only the greats have done it, such as Flair, Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, to name a few. Uh, but that's my sentiment on that. What do, uh, what else is next? Well, what was next? The Sami Zayn versus Cesaro match with Miz and Owens on commentary to begin. Ah, that's right. Uh, I have a lot to say. I have a decent amount to say about this. I should say. But go ahead. Uh, five people on commentary is just way too much. So much. It's just bad. Yeah, it's almost like four people doing a podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, like, extremely annoying. Like, it was almost to the point where it's like, it was way too much. I was like, this is very annoying because the two of them are arguing and the other commentators are, like, trying to, like, get the commentary through them. And it's like, yeah. it wasn't working at all. No, it was just a mess, and I'm glad they ended it very quickly. But the one bright spot about that commentary part was um, Owens naming his own six stars frog splash instead yes. of the bullfrog splash. Which, if you notice, he was kind of offended. Oh, yeah, he's gone out on Twitter and he's gotten pissed about that. He has. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a bigger guy, but I, I agree with that. It's, yeah. you know, let's call it the six star splash because you're like a fat that. guy. Um, so, and then, of course, Shades of Teddy Long. Um, I wrote that in I, my notes. I'm like, I, Teddy Long, I mean Shane. Yeah. I, I, what was the note? I, go ahead. But No, what were we saying? Oh, I wrote Teddy Long, I mean Shane McMahon yeah. makes a tag team match. Oh, that's right. I put, oh my God, please don't tell me that Shane McMahon is becoming the new Teddy Long. Now, hold on a minute, player. We're going to have a tag match. And I love that Stephanie came out and changed it. Yeah, that was a, a good tag match. And as always, the sexual tension was there on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was there's complete flirting it's, uh, it's it's uncomfortable and also i don't know what's going on with maurice but she looks like like the slut circus i'm not sure what's happening with her outfits uh her outfits are awesome i'm not arg- i'm not complaining <laughs> yeah i'll never those those outfits are pretty nice Oof. Oof. but um uh I, I think actually what i also put down here is that I honestly think this is a, a good reason of why Sami Zayn is not going to win this Sunday because you have the typical I'm going out on top on the go-home Raw. It's just my sentiment. I don't think Zayn is walking out this Sunday. I don't think he is. I don't think Owens is either because Owens got the last laugh. 
Mm-hmm. I think Cesaro. I think uh, Cesaro's going to walk out with it. Well, we'll get yeah. to that when we uh, when we get to our predictions. But I think the, <laughs> we're all on the same page, not to ruin anything. Um, I, um, I love to. Shane, I feel like is the best thing that they could have done right now for for the business. Um, he's like he, just him coming back and kind of stirring shit up and like kind of not being an instigator, but like you know he, he knows what he's doing, and it's it's fun to see like the crowd reaction. It's fun to see like the wrestler reactions with like the matches they're making, and he he's kind of always sticking his nose in like everyone's business. It's not just like title matches and things like that, like. He's just in everything, and I—he's the best thing that has happened in in recent. Yeah, and I think the shame of history. it is it's not going to be a long term thing. I think it's going to be relatively short term. Um, however, I hope the product remains the same, meaning that uh, I, I hope we keep getting the quality of WWE product that we've been getting because it's it's definitely a treat uh, versus the the shit that we've been fed for so long. Um, the next <laughs> backstage. What was uh, I just wanted, Sorry, I like that Owens always plays a traditional heel too. Yeah, he super kicked Sami Zayn, and then he made the ref raise his raise hand. His, that was so good. It's the small things that make him so great at being a bad guy. And he, go ahead. he's so mean and shitty. I love every bit of Kevin Owens. Yes. I look forward to seeing him every week to see like what shitty stuff he's going to do. Yeah, and what yep. makes him so much better of a heel is he's the nicest person in the entire world and he plays the shitty heel so good. Yep. It's you can't like it's like Ted DiBiase. Like there's not a nicer guy on the planet, like a bigger Christian on the planet than Ted DiBiase, but he will play the fuck out of a heel role. Mm-hmm. Um all right. So next we had I think the Jericho backstage segment if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I skipped out of my notes if we if it was oh, okay. It was a very short promo. Um, the only thing I had no oh worthy, yes with Renee Young. Okay. Yeah, was with Renee Young of all people, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's channeling Dean Ambrose wearing that leather jacket. Yeah, but uh, she's hot, so it's okay. She's very hot. Um, I just put that Jericho is comparing his fifteen thousand dollar light up jacket to Andre the Giant. <laughs> Supposedly that jacket. I was reading a report online that jacket is legitimately fifteen thousand dollars. It is, if not more. Yeah, some of I, them are about thirty five. Yeah. Anything, insane. anything, Perry? No, I I love anything with Jericho. I'm very biased. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Next, we had. Great. He really is the best in the world. I, you know, I look forward to anything that happens with him. He's fantastic, and I'll get to um to him more when we get uh, right after this when we get into the Jericho Ambrose segment. Um, but yeah, you put him in the ring with somebody, and you're really just setting them up for uh, superstardom. Uh, meaning whoever he's going up against, and that's I think the best part of Jericho is he's definitely there to work that veteran uh, rub role, so uh, which is good. I was very impressed with this uh, next uh, match segment, whatever you want to call it, the Shining Stars versus the uh, the locals. Yeah, it was alright. Here's my thing: they stole the Ascension's finisher. That's not the Ascension's finisher. Fall of Man. Is it? Yes. Well, what I wrote, I never. I thought they used like a Doomsday device. No, they, unless they started using it on the main roster, but when they were in NXT and when they first came up, they were using uh, Fall This of has been one of the most premier tag team finishes in a very long time. Like, people from CZW and, like, a lot of, yeah. like, old school tag teams have used this finisher. This is one of my favorite tag finishers because it's so good. ECW. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Pitbulls, I believe. No. Uh, oh, no. Um, Saturn and Cronus. Nope. It's, it was... The Eliminators. 
Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, so then you're right. Yeah, and it was called The Eliminator, I think, the, yeah. the name of the... Okay. So, yeah, uh, I thought it was a good match. I didn't realize that they had ripped that off of The Ascension, but The Ascension's not using it, so... Yeah, yeah. They're just not doing anything. I, I mean, this is probably the best that they can do with them, uh, meaning Epico, Epico and Primo. I yeah. I said that right, but they're still really ugly, so they should put the masks back on. That's they what just, I No, they need to bring Carlito back. They really Let do. him be the mouthpiece, because Carlito can talk, they can't. That's true. Or they, why, do, why do they need a gimmick? I don't understand why they... What's wrong with just Primo? I don't understand why they need this whole tour guiding. Like, I think it makes it cheesy. Like, I really... I don't... They're so good. They're so smooth, and their moves are sharp. They have a clean move set. I don't understand why they need the shitty gimmick. I think they should just be them. Um, I, I, it just... I feel like it cheapens them a little bit. And I'm like, they're not cheap. Like, they're not cheap superstars. I think they... Should they deserve better than that? You no. Know? Uh, and God knows that they had like the shittiest thing ever last time around. And it's like let's just kind of make up for it. I mean, it's getting a little bit better because they're you know um, they don't have a terrible, terrible gimmick. But I just think it cheapens um, who they are. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. And um, they look like a more muscular Carlton Banks. <laughs> I think that's Big E's the more muscular Carlton Banks. Yes. Um, but in I, in all do, in all honesty, yeah, I agree with you. Where you don't want to cheapen these guys uh, because their moveset was very smooth, especially that like double arm suplex backbreaker, whatever the fuck that was. That looked insanely painful. Um, but I think this is a step in the right direction for them. I think WWE Creative is like, all right, guys, we don't want you to be uh, you know matadors. We don't want you to be this. We don't want you that. But we want to use the Puerto Rican thing. So what can we do that's not really overly gimmicky, but still plays onto your Puerto Rican heritage? And I think this is going down that line where you can, these guys can be formidable heel tag team doing what they're doing right now. And I, I think it's a step in the right direction to uh, to counter what Perry had said. So I, I think, yes, they, they don't want to cheapen them, but I think that's what this is an attempt to do. So that's my views. Um, was anyone else super excited that they were jobbers? Yeah, I was happy about that. I was stoked. I was like, "Oh my god, there's jobbers!" I feel like we're in the nineties. Yeah, local <laughs> jobbers, and the only th- and they didn't have entrance music. They were just already in the ring. It was great. They weren't even announced. No, they weren't. I think uh, JBL even said he's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, they, they weren't even announced. Like nothing. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely uh, worth uh, the match, and it was a quick match, so which was even better. Um, I'm not saying that I love quick matches, but when the match is very short and sweet, it's definitely worth it. Sorry for my computer malfunction. It's meant for that. Like, there, it was their debut. I feel like debuts are meant to be that. It's supposed to show off how quick and strong. It's supposed to show off all of your, like, attributes, pretty much, without it lasting super long, but still making you look fantastic. Correct. Very well so. said. So we got the Jericho Ambrose segment up next, and um, I'm actually very excited to talk about this because WWE Creative is listening to our podcast. That is the only logical explanation because they stole my fucking match idea. I'm saying it right now. I think it was episode one. I said, listen, they got to do something called the Asylum Match where they have a cage, and at the top of the cage they have weapons. I fucking said it, and WWE is listening to our podcast. So if you're listening to us, I want my fucking royalty check because this is horseshit. Or, or creative jobs. Or creative jobs. We'll take that too. Or, if that's the case, I would like to apologize right now for saying that Stephanie fucks her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, did not, I did not mean it. Um, 
not put a hit out on me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said it multiple times. So. I apologize for every time that I said it. Please do not kill me. And every time she will say it in the future. And every time I allegedly say it in the future. <laughs> every time we play that sound drop. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a sound. I haven't gotten to it yet because the last episode was recorded so quickly, but that will be a sound drop, and it's just going to be like, she fucks her brother. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I thought this segment was great. Um, it totally showed the capabilities of both of these guys, mm-hmm. which we know Jericho can talk, but this was that moment that, Ambrose shined, and he showed he exactly what he does. Played that role of the lunatic fringe perfectly. So well. Yeah, you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his face. He what he transported himself somewhere else. Yeah, and he was not in his mind when he went did that promo. And that's what I think we've all been waiting to see from him. Correct is let that lunatic that you're supposed to be out. Let him run wild. Let him run free. See where you can take this. Yeah, and it was uh, it was great. I mean, when he when they lowered that. By the way, is there a door on the asylum itself? Or, I did not see one. I think it's like a newly constructed cage. It that, is because it's all black. Yeah, which is even cooler. Yes, it looks insane. Yeah, I uh, think this is going to be a pretty sick. Well, match. he said there's no escaping. Yeah. So I don't think there was a door built in, and I just got to say they put the son of Mitch up there. I know I saw the son of Mitch, and I like literally I was like, "Oh, Mitchy Junior." Um, that's they, they better add some like actual formidable weapons. Like even if they put like a chair up there or a kendo stick, which you know damn well is going up there. Like I think the jacket and the belt, like other weird things, were just the, up. The there. strap is gonna. St- I think whatever they had up there is gonna stay. The the jacket's gonna stay because you know. Ambrose or Jericho is going to get the other in it and beat the holy hell out of him. Yeah, that's true, too. I didn't think about that. Um, I hope there's... Say that again? I hope there's blood. I hope they use all of these weapons. <laughs> every weapon possible, and I hope there's blood. Uh, this is true. Uh, Perry does love herself some blood. Love blood, and I think they should bring it back. I think they should like really bring back the hardcore stuff, and this would be the perfect time to do it with this asylum match and just make it like balls to the wall brutal hardcore match where like people bleed people can't walk out of this you know people try to escape but they can't i think it'll be awesome i i think this is the perfect match because you have jericho who probably doesn't give a shit about being busted open you i can promise you ambrose does not give a shit no. about being busted open so this would be the perfect platform to uh do this i think one of my favorite parts of the segment too was the flashing light and this that creepy psycho music they played oh like the it, asylum they played music it while they, so yeah. perfectly i don't know what it is this is something i've realized over the last couple of weeks too and something we'll get to later on with the new day segment okay they've been using a lot of special effects lately and they're doing it amazingly though yeah it's definitely a, a, a trip in the past that's for damn sure let me just say one last thing before we move on from this uh stupid idiot is the worst fucking insult in the entire goddamn it's world. Great. It's It's supposed to be. Like, it, I feel like at this point, I feel like he does it on purpose because oh. it's so stupid. But can you imagine me walking up to you one day because I'm so pissed at you? I'm like, you stupid idiot! You stupid, stupid idiot! Like... No, it no just, it's good. It's so bad. Like It actually aggravates me every time he says it to somebody. I'm like, stop calling him a stupid idiot. Just call him a fucking moron. Then don't follow him on Twitter because he does it on Twitter too, uh, you stupid it's idiot. It's so, so awesome. It's it's so bad that it's awesome. Yeah. Just say, and I really, 
I honestly hope because the buildup on this match is so amazing. Yeah. I really hope they don't drop the ball on the actual match. You mean like yeah. Lesnar Ambrose WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Like really, I don't want it to be disappointing. It has such a great buildup. If they can have an awesome match that's not like two minutes long, that would be wonderful. I could because there's not a lot. When we get to it, there's not a lot of matches for uh, Extreme Rules, so I could see this match getting a decent time slot, like twenty minutes, maybe twenty five minutes at most. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Becky Lynch versus Dana Brooke. Um, very unimpressed with this match. Yeah. This was a not a good showing for Dana Brooke or Becky Lynch, and I don't know if it was. Dana Brooks' fault because Becky Lynch didn't look so good, or if it was the both of them, I don't know, but it was just bad. Yeah. Whatever that weird submission that Dana Brooke was trying to do, like in the middle of the match, she just kind of looked like she was stretching her. It didn't even really look like it hurt. Um, I don't even think it was something that was like really sellable because I, even like my wife was watching it too, and she's like, "What the f- you know? What the hell is she doing?" I was like, "I I couldn't tell you. I don't even know what that is. She's just kind of like pulling her leg and her arm back, and there's like no pressure. Like I don't really know what she was doing, and I'm I'm so tired of seeing the roll up. I want to throw up. Yeah. Well, I, if Vasey was here, he'd be flipping the yeah. fuck out right now. What were you? You were making a face. I, I just I'm gonna say I wouldn't mind stretching Becky Lynch. I would never mind stretching <laughs> Becky Lynch. Dana, I could have sworn that. Dana Brooke was way more attractive in NXT than she is now. She kind of was. Like, I feel like she was the the ugly girl in high school that kind of got slightly more attractive, so she fucked, like, the high school team, and now she's in WWE. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that girl that everybody's like, oh, dude, it's, yeah. it's her. Yeah, dude, I fucked her. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and just while we're on this segment, because there's not really much to talk about, uh, get well soon, Emma. Oh, she's yeah, what happened? Um, ruptured disc in her back. She needs surgery. They don't know how long she's going to be out until they actually do the surgery. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. She's going to be out for a few months, at least, they said. Ouch. Yeah, I think it's in her neck, actually, which is even more severe. Oh, really? I, I thought they said lower back yesterday. See, you date Zack Ryder, your career's shot. Well, it sucks because they were just starting to do stuff with her again. I know. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, you, you got to think about this all the time. You know, when you're just starting to do something with a character, just going back to Enzo, and you get injured, you know, how does it affect your push going forward? Uh, and when you come back, how does it affect you? So you, you never want it to, um, you never want it to uh, affect you negatively. And uh, actually, breaking news, uh, Brian actually just brought this up. Kalisto uh, actually is going to be out of action on uh, SmackDown due to an injury. What? Yeah, he, he is uh, still planning to defend his U.S. title at uh, Extreme Rules against Rusev, um, but medical staff has confirmed that Kaliso suffered a strained intercostal muscle and erectus uh, spina muscle uh, attributed to Rusev's accolade. I feel like this it might be storyline. Okay, they're using fancy terms. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like they're like referring to his dick. Um. <laughs> it's like Gorilla Monsoon <laughs> making up body parts again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, all right, so anything more on the Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke, or do you want to move on? Uh, we can move on. Oh, here. Yeah, that's worth talking about. Are you guys ready for it? Are you guys ready for the Bob Backlund oh, segment? God. Oh, <laughs> I still don't know what the hell this is. Like, what the fuck did I watch? Something about, like, him not understanding what a fucking smartphone is used for, 
and apparently that real men have watches. That doesn't seem too far-fetched for me. I feel like he really doesn't know what a smartphone is. Yeah, like, I felt that segment was supposed to go in a completely different direction, and Darren Young's like, what the fuck's going on? And Bob Backer's like, you need a watch! <laughs> I just... My only note on this was literally, what the hell is this? I was like, oh, say that again, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry about that technical difficulties. I said, I don't, uh, he had him doing squats at one point. I wasn't really yeah. sure what was happening. I, it's just so crazy. I feel like it's just never going to work because it's that crazy. I mean, we'll see when he comes out and like this actually comes to fruition as far as, you know, like coming out and being on TV. But right now, like I know we were joking about it last week, but this is, uh, this is some pretty crazy shit they're doing right now. Um, all right. Uh, next backstage segment with the sexually tensioned uh, <laughs> Shane and Stephanie. This one was even worse than like them on stage. Like, and I don't know if it's because Perry said it, but all I see now is them like looking at each other's dicks, and he's like he each stared other's at dicks. Yeah, well, you Stephanie. Know. Uh, Stephanie probably is a big dick than Shane. He so. watched his sister walk away, like in a it's very so provo- weird. Yeah, like in a provo- <laughs> like she left the room and he's staring. He's like, yup, right. Like, I watch my wife leave the room the way he watched his sister leave the room. I'm it's just so, saying. It's so bizarre and creepy and I allegedly. Don't kill me. Allegedly. <laughs> We're going to find Perry dead in, like, just, you know, a corner. Yeah, if, you, if I show up dead, it was definitely, you know, you know who it was. But, yeah. um, no, it's uh, every time, every time I see them, I try to, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just like, it was just like a couple times and I was just overthinking it. Nope, it's every goddamn time. Yeah. Every time on together, there's some kind of flirting or like they give each other like these weird googly eyes like they're dating, but they don't want anybody to know they're dating. Because <laughs> it'd just be weird. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um... This next thing was just a mess again. And again, it wasn't that Raw was bad. Oh, excuse me. I just think there was a lot of uh, miscues and just things that were just haphazardly placed on Raw this week. Golden Truth versus Fandango and Breeze or Fanbreezango. Breezango, whatever you want to call them. I hate the name, but I like the team of Breezango. I think Breezango, I'm just going to call them Breeze and Fandango because it's, you know, normal. Breezango? It, it, they're, they're a good tag team. And again, it, it's something to do with two top talents. My biggest question is, where the hell is Cody? He's been teasing a lot of stuff on Twitter lately. Yeah. Between the Stardust and Cody Rhodes stuff. My favorite one was he was looking in a mirror, and in the mirror is Stardust, but on like the the actual person taking yeah, the oh, picture is Cody. He's done a couple of those over the last few days. Yeah. It's... I think they're really teasing to see if Cody Rhodes would be a big thing when he comes back, and I think it'll be I huge. think so, yeah. You all you have to hear is that music hit. Cody Rhodes come out and the snuggie in a dick hole, and you got to pop. Uh, I think he's gonna wind up feeding off the Dusty Rhodes thing. Okay. And I think he might, if he comes back as Cody Rhodes, he's not gonna be dashing or anything like that. He's gonna be, I think, just Cody Rhodes. American Dream, Dust, uh, Cody Rhodes, or something like. Not maybe using the gimmick per se, mm-hmm. but he's gonna do something like that. What do you think, Perry? I, as much as I like Stardust, I'm I'm anticipating a return for Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't know if I believe that they would even give him the gimmick, not even really a gimmick, or um, 
kind of pass down his dad's name because I think they want to establish people for who they are and not necessarily where they come from. Um, I think it would be cool. I know he got the tattoo that says Dream on his chest. I thought that was really, like, sweet and awesome. Is that new? Yeah, it's uh, recent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he just got it, like, I feel like it was only, like, a month or two ago that it, you know, it says Dream right across his chest. Um, I would love to see something like that. I really would. But I'm still... I'm still waiting for, like, the Cody Rhodes-Goldust feud. Like, big feud for, like, like a WrestleMania kind of feud. Sadly, I don't think we're going to get it. Um, I think they kind of just uh, shit the bed with that one. But, you know, one can always dream. So, uh, let's here's hoping that that'll actually come to fruition. Uh, but I do, I do really hope that he comes back as Cody Rhodes and not Stardust. Because I feel like Agreed. Stardust can only go so far. I feel like he's very held back. Yeah. Because he doesn't get over as much i feel like because he's a character he's you know what i mean he's not like a regular guy he's a character so i feel like if he comes back as cody i feel like the sky's the limit for him agreed i i couldn't yeah. have said it better myself uh you ready for the new day this is my favorite segment this was like the best segment of the weeks i didn't know it was gonna be brian's favorite this is <laughs> i loved this the, everything about this from kofi coming back as jamaican kofi to <laughs> the accent <laughs> To asking about this the keyboard being sticky. This is a refrigerator box. No, this is not a machine. Go, Xavier, this is a refrigerator box. That, that's a this, keyboard from your parents' house. house. Why, is it why, why is it all sticky? <laughs> this was great. It was good. It, this is typical, and this is things that the New Day needs to do once they lose their tag team titles. They need to come out. They need to think of fresh, fun ideas, yep. um, especially that are pertaining to the tag team. Tag team. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, the tag team that they're feuding with. So and again, with the lighting and the screen effects, so it was awesome. It added to the segment. <laughs> the dairy air squares. The dairy air squares. <laughs> and the rotary phone. <laughs> They're so funny. They have such a great sense of humor. I love that they like make fun of themselves. Yeah. Like they're ridiculous, and it it's everything. Like people just are eating it up. Um, you know what I mean? Kofi Kingston making fun of himself, and the, you know it was a cardboard box that had a bunch of like you know tubes and stuff hanging out of it i feel like it's just it's a lot of fun and they're that's the that's what they're best at is is having fun yeah they have such a good chemistry together they're best friends and i know perry is totally gonna laugh when i say this but that whole segment was some straight up peewee's playhouse shit Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, they stole Pee-wee's uh, frickin' time machine, and they used it in the ring, and uh, there's no other way to put it. I will say that the Vaudevillains made a monster statement on yes. the New Day um, at the end of that, and uh, that was some cool shit. They look strong. Yeah. Um, I'm Every week, I'm they're growing on me a little bit more. So, so we'll see Sunday. We'll see what happens. Um, the club versus the bloodline. Again. What did you guys think? No? I, I, was a, I was a little bit... I feel like I liked last week, whatever was happening last week more. I feel like this is a little bit of a slower pace. But still good, you know? It, they, they're not good. bad matches. It, it's just, again, it's, it's what like I said about... four or five times in a row now. I know, and it's not... Again, it's not bad matches, but... How many times are we going to see this match? Exactly. And hope. <laughs> It's played out. It gets a little bit stale, so it's like, okay, again, you know, there's no there's no real, like, interest when it's, like, the fifth time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I just, I hope after Sunday we get something more fresh and new out of, uh, whether it be the club or the bloodline, but 
knowing WWE, this is probably going to be something that lasts for a while. Um, that's well, all I have to say about that. I think the best part of this was the aftermatch segment with uh, Reigns and AJ going at each other's. And oh yeah, Styles Give going him Styles clash on going the chair. ham on yeah. Roman Reigns with the chair hitting the Styles clash. Do you think that was a positive or a negative showing for Sunday? I will get. I'll get into that later. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, ba 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 ba. Big Cass versus Devon. Um. Very impressive squash match from Cass. Yes. And, uh, it's again, it's just another way of keeping him looking strong while Enzo's out and coming back. I honestly thought the Dudleys were going to get the beat down on him afterwards, and they didn't. They didn't. I think they're saving that for when Enzo comes back. Enzo's going to make the save. Yeah. I, I'm, I, am I the only one who thinks they're just pushing Cass way too hard? No, I saw that last night, too. I don't think I, they're... Go ahead. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy him. I think he's good. You know, he's getting better on the mic every week. He gets better and better. But I just feel like I, they're pushing him too much solo. I think they should just wait for Enzo. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be really that long if you want to make appearances here and there and do, like, the, the showdown like you do with Jericho, things like that. Awesome. But I feel like they're pushing him too much as, like, a singles person. And it, it kind of makes me nervous that they might not go back with Enzo, and I, I don't want that to happen. Here's the scariest thought that I had actually watching this, and it's that they're setting up the most typical heel tag team breakup, and it would just destroy Enzo and make Cass become this absolute monster heel singles competitor. And in Vince's eye, it's everything he wants. And for that tag team, it's not what they need. Yeah. At least not right now. If you want to break them up down the line and have Enzo go for, you know, maybe like a cruiserweight run, when when and if that comes to WWE, whatever the case, that's fine. But we have barely had like a taste of these guys, what they can do on the mic together as a tag team. Give them a solid two-year run before that happens. Yeah, they need a really they need a really solid tag team run. They're yeah. they're too good together to not have it. So correct. I, I they need to I feel like pull back on Cass as good as he's <clears> getting and you know it's like practice and all this other good stuff. But I feel like just kind of reel it in a little bit. Yeah, I think it's too much. I think what they're doing is they were gonna go straight from the tag title tournament into a feud with them and the Dudleys. Mm. And I think this is their way of carrying it over until Enzo gets back. I think they know Enzo's going to be back sooner rather than later. Okay. And I think this is going to be, like I said, I think it's going to lead to the, you know, next week he's going to face Bubba. And he's going to beat Bubba. And then it's going to be a handicap match or it's going to be whatever. They're going to come out for a match and they're going to jump him. And that's when Enzo comes out and makes a save. I think that's what it's going to slingshot into is you're going to bring him back because he's going to need him. And then everybody's going to be happy because they're going to get this incredible pop because he's back and he's okay. And Cass is going to need the help. I agree. So I think that's what that's going to bridge into, and they're going to be okay at that point. I think that's what WWE's hoping for. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, all right, so moving on. Um, another stale match with two solid competitors. Uh, I, I can literally see the frustration. Go ahead. Before we get into this match, yeah. Um, I actually wrote a note about the Cena mm. promo. I'm excited to have him back. Oh, I'm very excited to have Cena back. I, I can't wait. I bought my Cena shirt for this. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. I I just want to see the possibilities of what's going to happen with him. There's gonna, he's going to bring a, a new excitement back. Uh, he's going to have a lot of great matches with a lot of new guys, a lot yeah. of the old guys. Um, 
I'm just, I just actually can't wait for him to get back. I never thought I'd actually say that. Yeah, Cena and Rollins. I mean, Rollins is due back just after Cena, yeah. and uh, that is going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I'm actually. Tingling. I'm more excited about that, but yeah. um, I'm, my loins are tingling thinking about the possibilities of like Rollins, AJ Styles. Uh, you know, your loins tingling anytime you think of a guy. This is true. You're right, Perry, over there. Yeah, no, I'm good. I just, you know, I. As much as I don't like Cena, I actually am looking forward to him um, coming back and seeing what they do with him because I feel like he left and all these people weren't here yet. Yeah. And now it's like a whole new world. It's like, I feel like a huge turnover because there's so many people on injury. They just brought all these guys up while everybody was out. So I'm interested to see what they do with Cena when he comes back, if he's going to go for like United States Championship because I have a feeling Rusev's going to have it, you know, in the next couple of days. I don't know, you know, I don't, like, really know where he's going to fit in mm. or if they're going to, like, force-feed him us again or if they're going to kind of keep him mid-carded. I hope they do because I feel like Cena does the best when he is mid-carded and people don't really hate him as much. No. Um, and he did give out, like, a shout-out to Rollins and his recovery So on Twitter. So He did? Um, yeah. yeah, and I think we expect to see Rollins back um, early June. Yeah, uh, first or second week in June is uh, what it's looking like, but... Um, at a, I don't think we talked about this yet, which was a couple of weeks ago, but anyways, um, at a shareholders conference call that Vince McMahon holds, I think quarterly, he did express that, uh, Rollins, Orton and John Cena will and all Bray be, Wyatt. oh, and Bray Wyatt, that's right. I'm sorry. We'll all be back by the end of next month. So right. yeah, with Cena being the first and then everybody else following the next couple of weeks. Correct. <clears throat> I have the most jamming SummerSlam ever. I, I, oh, I can't, man. yeah, they're, they're, that's without a doubt. And again, while WrestleMania wasn't terrible, I, I think SummerSlam is going to make up for the talent that was missed at WrestleMania. Because if WrestleMania had this talent there, forget about it. The roof would have been blown off AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. So. They're going to do, do everything they probably wanted to do at WrestleMania at SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh! And I, like, I feel like by the time next WrestleMania gets here, everyone's going to be like... They're going to be so like uh, broken in on main roster that it's going to. I feel like the next like big pay per views, like the the big four, are going to be like huge. Yeah, I agree. Did anybody else read that the Undertaker has retired? I've been seeing a lot of. I heard they pulled him from all the dates. They pulled him from all the dates. He apparently sat with Vince McMahon and uh, said, "I'm done. That was my last match with Shane." He doesn't want a big send-off match. He's very old school. Yeah. Uh, very old school to the point of, like, Stone Cold, where, you know, Stone Cold doesn't want that send-off match. Yep. He had the match against The Rock. That was a send-off match. There was no – nobody knew it. Only Rock and Stone Cold knew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was it. And even though Undertaker won, it, I think Undertaker saying, that's it, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. And I wouldn't be upset, but I, I would have liked, you know, something more along uh, – more fashionable to – to Undertaker to be like, hey, thank you for everything you've done for us, at least for the fans to thank him. Yeah. he. De- what was that? He deserves it. You know what I mean? He's been yeah. around for so many years, and um, I know he probably just kind of wants to disappear into, you know, the sunset and, and ride off, but, you know, I feel like for, like, fans and, and probably people that work for, com- for the company and whatever the case is, I'm sure that they would want that. I would want to see him go out like that. I, I love seeing those retirement matches as sad as it is to see people go. I, I love having that last moment Yeah, well, with them on camera. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
I don't I don't doubt he kind of seems like he's a personal kind of guy anyway, so I feel like he would be the type to kind of just disappear and, and go away forever. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and as much as I dislike The Undertaker as a character, I respect everything he's done for the business, and I uh, I definitely appreciate his, uh, his work ethic. Um, so that was that. Uh, getting back into the Callisto Del Rio, what I was going to say is that the the frustration and the distaste with WWE right now is literally written all over Del Rio's body. Like it's almost like he can't even walk out without like like giving everybody the finger. He's so pissed off right now, and you can see it. And even in his work, it's bad. Yeah, I, I just don't know how you be that pissed off with your dating page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I. But to be honest, WWE has nothing to do with this guy. No, and it's don't. the same thing over and over again. Every single time. It, it's They're so loaded with guys. And Del Rio is one of the better in-ring talents. He's probably the best. But he's also one of the least charismatic guys. That's his biggest problem. That's and, the uh, issue. He can't get... It's the same issue Cesaro was having for the longest time. He can't connect with the fans. But Cesaro doesn't just give up. No. That's what I hate about these guys. And, and again, I, I don't mean disrespect mm. to anybody, but you work for the greatest company, in our opinion. You work for the greatest company in the world. You're given the best <clears throat> opportunity you can. You're not getting this opportunity with Lucha Underground. You're not getting this opportunity with TNA. Work your ass off. Work on your, your craft. Cesaro did it. Zack Ryder has done it. Like, there are guys that have been in the business that don't stop. Zach, uh, Ziggler's done it multiple times. So because you're pissed off because you were promised a, a WWE title run, and now you're not getting it, and they're pushing you to the back burner, you're going to be all pissed off and act like a fucking baby. Yeah. I'm sick of it. He's a douchebag, this guy, first of all. He, <clears throat> he sucks. He's, he's, he's decent in the ring. He's got a good moveset, you know, but... He's like Brian said. He, there's no charisma. He's not entertaining. He's not good on the mic. He says the same shit over and over and over again. How many times when he had that the run the first time? He's talking about this is my destiny. Every fucking interview was the same thing. Yeah. So then he's gone for a while, and then they bring him back, which is a mistake to begin with because he didn't give a shit the first time. So now we're gonna bring him back, and same situation. Like, now he just comes out and acts like he doesn't give a shit. So it's like, I feel like it's like a, a slap in the face. And it's like, like you said, it, it's the greatest company to work for. If you're a wrestler, this is it. This is the deal. This is the biggest deal you're going to get. Yeah. And you're going to act like a shithead. It's like, I don't, I would give any part of my life to be a part of what they're a part of, which I feel like a lot of people take for granted because they have that talent, whatever, but you know what I mean? Like you're you're at the top of the mountain, so I don't understand why they just don't appreciate it. Even if you don't have a title run, not everybody's gonna have a title run. There were so many people that had years and years and years in the business with not one championship, and they just did it because they loved doing what they were doing. So I don't understand why it's not good enough now. Agreed. Uh, it, again, perfectly worded. Um, there, there's no other way of saying it. And the ending of the match was actually very interesting, especially with the fact that, uh, uh, Rusev just killed Kalisto. Like literally I've never seen somebody be put that severely into the camel clutch or the, what, what does he call it? The, um, accolade, the accolade that looked <clears throat> insanely painful. Like he was wrenching him back as far as he could go. Yeah. I just want to say I kind of saw the attack on Sin Cara coming the second they showed him backstage. 
They, they showed him backstage watching Kalisto's yeah. matches. Like he's getting assaulted. Russo's gonna beat the shit out of him. Gonna cost the Kalisto the match. He did. Kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know. There's not much more I can say except for Rusev destroyed Kalisto. Yeah. And uh, I think I love that they're bringing. I love that they're bringing Rusev back. I love that they're using him again. I think he's really good. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Ever since he came in, um, I just. I've really liked him. I like what he does. I think he's really brutal. I think he's very interesting in what he does and how he does it and his motives behind it. I I just, I really like Rusev, and I was sad when they kind of put him on the shelf for a bit, so I'm glad he's back, and he's, like, in a title picture again. My only concern is they're building him up to knock him down, and they're going to knock him down with Cena. Um, they need, I think they want to put the U.S. title back on Cena to do the open challenges again. Um, but I think they're not going to just take the belt off Kalisto and put it on Cena, so Rusev is going to be a paper champion at this point, I think. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Rusev is definitely that awesome, typical foreign heel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Rusev, but he's great. He's one of the better talents that they have. Yep. And not only, even though he speaks a foreign language and he's not the greatest in speaking English... He's one of the most one of the more charismatic guys that they have. Correct, and he has a mouthpiece, but he doesn't need a mouthpiece. No, he doesn't. So it's it's interesting. I I would like to see what direction they're going to throw Rusev. Um, I would like to see him have the title again for a while. I mean, because he had it up until WrestleMania 31, and he had it for a couple months. Yeah. So and honestly, I this is just me fancy booking again. Good. But I think if built correctly, he could be one day a challenger for Brock Lesnar. Ooh, that's a. That's an interesting match. That's almost as good as uh, Owens, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, which I still hope they plan on doing. I hope so, too. Um, All right, so we're up to the main event segment, which we talked about before. It was awesome to see the women in the main event role. And uh, kudos to them. I mean, they held their own. Uh, The the promos from both of them were great, and they both looked really fucking hot. Yes. Like, whatever Natty was wearing, awesome. (laughs) Uh, That was definitely... uh, what, what are you giving me the stink eye for? Oh, I'm not. No, no. Um, are you just trying to remember the outfit? Three Stephanie was out there, too. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, she was... She's, she's, she gets better with age. She's like a fine wine. She does, but yes. she's going after her brother, so, I mean, we can't... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just repeating. Um, no, I was dying with... Um, yeah, with Flair and her, I he was going oh, hard. Yes. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna like make some mistake, like when he told Natty to kill herself. Oh my god! I thought he was. I thought he was gonna come out with some like crazy shit that they wouldn't be able to like repeat. <laughs> <laughs> crazy shit that only Flair would say. But I think he almost thought Stephanie was a bear from Camp WWE. I think so. I, I was waiting for him to strip Buck naked into his boxers and just start elbow dropping stuff because that looked like the direction he was going. Oh in. my god! Yeah. He goes so crazy. He goes so hard. You're like not sure what he's gonna say, and you kind of like brace yourself because you're like, "All right, what you know? What's gonna come out of his mouth? Is he gonna make a mistake?" Because I feel like he goes so hard that he doesn't even know what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, because he's just trying to. He's just trying to like insult or like he's real pissed off and he's trying to play it up. And I feel like that's when he starts throwing shit out there where you're like, "What did you just say?" Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do too, as well, is back when he was in his prime as a heel, he didn't have to filter himself. There was no PG. There was, and everybody wasn't, you know, basically a giant bitch like they are nowadays, where you yeah. know, people can't take 
insults or comments. They let everybody takes everything the wrong way nowadays. Back then, he didn't have to do that in the 70s, in the 80s, and early 90s. He didn't have to watch what he said. So I think he, gets stuck, stuck in that. he gets stuck in that mindset of, I'm Ric Flair. I can say whatever I damn well please. And he forgets he can't now. Well, for the most part, it's true. I mean, he can say whatever he wants, and they'll just let him get away with it. Yeah, I mean, he gets other people fired. I mean, he gets Jim Ross fired for drinking. This is true. Um, it was a good segment, though, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical contract signing, attack afterwards. <laughs> I wanted Steph and Charlotte to get physical. That looked like that. where it was going. Do you see Stephanie getting in the ring again at some point? No. You do. You do? I do. I think eventually, yeah, I think she'll have a feud with somebody. Um, and it'll bring her back. I don't think she'll be act like an active wrestler, but yeah. I think she'll come back kind of like what they did with like Brie Bella and stuff like that, where she'll have a feud with somebody. I mean... She can still get it on in the ring, and she works out every single day. Yeah. I mean, she's in great shape, just like Triple H is. I, I want to, if she does get back in, that's what I was talking about, a one-off, a SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I think the, the top two candidates probably going to be Charlotte or Sasha Banks. I could see it being Charlotte more than Sasha, because yeah. she's not doing anything with Sasha right now. But Stephanie's that ultra-perfect heel. Yeah. Sasha can be that ultra-perfect face. That's true, too. Um, do we... But I agree with Brian. She is so good at what she does. Um, she goes out there and just gets heat for just walking out. Correct. You know what I mean? She doesn't even got to try, and when she does try, it's like that much better. Well, I agree with you. Do we know what's going on with Triple H? I think he's just playing it cool until he either takes on Shane or... Because okay. um, something big I mean, is brewing with him. Otherwise, wife. Well, but here's my... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um... Something big is brewing with him, I feel, because he hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania, and something the last time this happened, he showed up at Royal Rumble. I think he's brewing the new authority faction. They're going to bring it back to when they had Kane as director of operations, Big Show, uh, J&J Security, Seth Rollins. I think he's building something like that again. I think that's when you see him debut and then take out Shane or somebody. like that. He's going to come out. He's going to assault Shane. Maybe Monday Night Raw or on uh, you know a pay per view. One of the pay per views coming forward. He's gonna take out Shane, and then somebody's gonna try to make a save. Do you think that's what happens with Fowler? Uh, yeah. I I already said that. I know. So I mean, it, it's a possibility. Maybe they that's how they reintroduce Rollins back in again. Yeah. They bring the authority back as a beatdown on Roman Reigns. Maybe after Extreme Rules. There's a lot of different ways it can go. All right. So I mean, Raw. Raw ended on a high note um, going into Sunday. Uh, again, it was a, a very good ending to Raw, and it definitely get me got me pumped up for the, the women's title match. So uh, I guess uh, what we'll do is uh, in a couple minutes we'll go right into uh, the predictions for who's a watch it. Um, what am I looking Extreme at? Rules? Extreme Rules. There you go. Yeah, so uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, we're going to do our predictions for Extreme Rules, which is this Sunday. Uh, our very own Perry Jericho will be in attendance in, uh, where is it, New Jersey? Yeah, it's at the Prudential Center. Okay. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, have some uh, first-hand experience for uh, for the next episode when we talk about that. Um, so we'll go into pre-show. We'll start pre-show. We have uh, Ziggler Corbin in a no-DQ match. Um I, for me, this is a no-brainer, especially with the no-DQ. Uh, what do you guys think, Brian? Uh, I have Corbin winning. Okay. 
Anything else? Perry, you too? I have Corbin as well. Okay. I think and I hope he moves on to something new after this. He's gonna. I, he's easily. I think he's gonna win. Not easily, but you know, pretty dominant fashion. I think. Um, but this this feud has run its course. Yeah, I think this feud sees its uh, last leg on Sunday. Corbin gets the win, decimates Ziggler. I don't even think it's a contest. I think uh, Ziggler tries his best, but uh, I think at this point it, it's just uh just gets his ass kicked and lets Corbin move on to bigger and better things. Really. Yeah. What? I think I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. I think they're both gonna like, you know, fight to the death sort of thing. And I mean, obviously, I think Ziggler's there to kind of put the younger guys over and stuff. So I, that's why I think Corbin will win. But I think it's gonna be a really good fight. I think Ziggler's gonna put up a good a good fight. All right. I mean, we'll see. I hope so. I mean, because that that would definitely make for a better reason for Corbin to move forward. But we'll see. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Kalisto and Rusev. Uh, um, sorry, <coughs> go. I have Rusev winning and possibly moving on to Cena. Okay, Perry. I have Rusev. I don't know if they're gonna recycle the Cena uh, feud that they did. Uh, what two years a year ago, something like yeah. that. Um, but I I do think Rusev is gonna take. It. I think he's gonna be an awesome uh, U.S. champion. Um, I think the opposite. I think Kalisto will win, retain the title, and I think it will actually solidify him as being a solid uh, Latino wrestler, whatever you want to call it, um, beating both Ryback and Rusev. And I think when Cena comes back, um, he has the backing of John Cena um, until Rusev takes him out, maybe SummerSlamish, and then at that point, that's when they'll start really the... John Cena Rusev uh, like feud or whatever, but I really don't see Kalisto losing the title this Sunday. That's just my sentiment. All right. Um. So what's next? Uh, New Day versus Vaudevillains. I think we might actually disagree on this one too. I'm gonna say Vaudevillains on this one. Um, New Day's New Day's carried it for a while, and as much as I love them, um, I think it's time for somebody new to carry the title. Um, and I think the villains are so strong and so different. Like, I haven't seen a tag team like them in a, in a long time. Um, and just by the way that they're kind of getting the best of the New Day lately. So I think that they're actually going to get the best of them at Extreme Rules and they're going to take their championships. How, how long they're going to keep the championships, I don't know, because they have the whole... Um, rematch clause so i don't know you know if they'll carry it for a little bit and then the new day will take it back but either way i think the villains are leaving with the belts brian i think new day wins i just they keep mentioning a lot that they've had the title since SummerSlam, so i think they're doing something with that so i feel like they're going to carry it into SummerSlam this year and then i think they draw them at SummerSlam. i would love the fact of the new day retaining the world title are the world WWE Tag Team Champions. However, I agree with Perry. I think Vaudevillains... The WWE World Tag Team Champions! Uh, um, but yeah, I agree with Perry. I think the Vaudevillains are going to walk away with the titles, and I think it's going to solidify them as a solid teal tag team. I think the New Day walk away from the tag titles for now, um, possibly for, for a very 
not a long time, but for a time, uh, do their own thing, uh, still maintain stardom with themselves, and then uh, when Enzo and Cass come back, you have a good setup for a great feud between the Vaude villains and Enzo and Cass, mm-hmm. using what happened between Enzo and uh, Gotch. And oh, yeah. you're talking about, you know, just you can't write stuff like that. It's like you injured me and I almost lost my career and now I'm taking your titles away from you. What's up? You have mm. a pondering face. Um, what if they do put the titles in the Vaudevillains and they Enzo and Cass versus Vaudevillains at SummerSlam for the titles? I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's not a, I, I have no problem with that. Um, sure. Let's do Ambrose and Jericho. What do you guys think, Brian? I think Ambrose wins. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be insane. Um, I kind of want to see how they're going to get some of this stuff down because it looks like a pretty, pretty decent gap from the top of the cage to the where everything's hanging. Yeah. So I want to see how they're going to get some of this stuff down. Make sure somebody doesn't fall. Um, it looks like it's secured up there, Perry. I'm, I'm going to go with Ambrose on this one. This feud's been going for a while, and, you know, um, I think this is, like, Ambrose's house. You know what I mean? Like, the asylum match and everything that kind of goes along with it. I think Ambrose will take this, but I think it's going to be a brutal match. Like, I think these guys are going to go ham on each other. I think they're going to – I'm hoping that they're going to use everything that's hanging there and they don't just grab a chair and they use it to the last 10 seconds of the match. I'm hoping they literally, from start to finish, use all of these weapons against each other. I almost wish that it was it was all the weapons and it was almost like a last man standing match sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I think Ambrose is totally going to take this once again, kind of like Ziggler. Jericho's there to put people over. Um, and this is kind of the last leg of their run here. So um, Ambrose all the way on this one. Although I, I do think it's, I think people are going to get hurt. I think I'm hoping it's going to be bloody. I it's going to be totally different than anything else. I hope they don't drop the ball on it. Yeah. Um, if it was any other match, I might say differently. But there's no way that Ambrose walks out of an asylum match not victorious. It, it's his match. It's like Undertaker going into a Hell in a Cell match and losing. Um, yeah. And I feel like they kind of. Because of WrestleMania, like I feel like Ambrose just can't keep losing because he's just gonna die out. Yeah, like they gotta throw him a bone at some point. Like he, this guy's gotta gotta win somewhere along down the line. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like this is the perfect time for him. There's so much attention on this match with everyone because it's entertaining, it's funny. Like there's just so much going on, and now it's getting serious. And I think it's time for him to to take one home. So. Yeah. While I agree with you, I think Ambrose is one of those rare commodities where he doesn't need wins and victories in order to stay relevant and in order to keep up his appeal. But yeah, I I would love to see ring. Uh, God damn it, I don't know why I did that. Uh, I would love to see Ambrose just continue a win streak and possibly you know maybe go back for the IC title. Maybe you know I would love to see him as WWE champion. I just don't think we're gonna get it anytime soon, Mm-mm. and it's uh, it's sad. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, we all agree on Ambrose. Um, this next one I don't think we're going to all agree on. Um, Charlotte versus Natty. 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 All the way. Charlotte. Charlotte. I think they're stacking the deck against her, and I think and Natty got the last laugh. 
uh, I agree with you. They're definitely stacking the deck against Charlotte, and they're really trying to make it look like she's not going they, to win. They make they're doing this, I think, to make her look legitimate on her own. Uh, here's my I, thing. I think Natty wins on Sunday, and Charlotte wins it back just before SummerSlam. Uh, I don't. It's tough because it could go either way, and that's that's totally yeah. the cool part about this. What's up? Wait. So you're saying you think Natty's gonna win? Yes. Okay, because I thought you said you thought Charlotte was gonna win. No, I didn't make I, I my prediction. I, yet. Uh, kind of, I thought that too for a second. I thought you said Charlotte was gonna win. No, I think Natty's gonna win, but Charlotte will win it back either very quickly, as in the next night on Raw, or something like that. But it's almost like. <sighs> If you're going to give Natty the belt, then why not let her do a run? And we all know that they're looking to do a uh, – do a sh- – I don't know what that was. Do a Charlotte versus Sasha Banks feud going to SummerSlam. And you can't do that with Natty as a champion. So where does it fall into play? So I don't know. I'm really torn with this one, but I would love to see Natty win the belt. I do. I think it's about time for Natty. I think they put her away for so long. And they misused her yeah. for so long because she was such a great talent when there was none. And for, they weren't doing anything with her. So I'm glad that she's back out there and she's in a title picture. And I think they're finally going to give it to her. Um, and it's it's well-deserved. Agreed. Good. No. Oh. oh. Are you farting? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to call that out. I'm sorry. All right, I I we are, I think we already know who we're going on this one, but let's get opinions as well as you know the match itself laying out. Zayn Owens, Miz, and Cesaro. Uh, go ahead, Brian. I have Sami Zayn winning. You do. Um, I think he gets the Daniel Bryan one that Daniel Bryan didn't have. You put a worker in that spot. I think him, Miz, and Cesaro have good triple threats going forward. I think Kevin Owens, uh, like Perry said last week, is on to bigger and better things going forward. Um, I can see him winning the Money in the Bank, possibly. He's supposedly facing Brock Lesnar sometime in July, and I don't think they put the icy title on him for that. Um, I think they just have him going strong into that, because next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank in June. Yeah. So I think if you put the Money in the Bank briefcase on him, on Owens? Go, yeah, on Owens going into Lesnar, you're fine. You don't need the credibility of the IC title on him to go face Lesnar. True. And I know Perry said that last uh, episode. Uh, who do you think, Perry, comes out of this one? <laughs> I'm going to go with Cesaro. I just think he has so much fan backing. And, and I feel like ev- everybody kind of ignored it for so long. And now that he's back from injury and he's, you know, he's in this picture, I think they're finally going to hand it over to Cesaro. Um I think it's too I think it's too soon for Zane. Um I yeah, I just think it's too soon for Zane and and like you said Kevin Owens bigger and better things and the Miz I feel like he was just kind of like a middleman like he was somebody to just carry it into this while we set up all these other feuds. Um I'm going to go with Perry on this one. I honestly after watching Raw I uh, severely changed my uh, my outcome. I thought originally it was going to be Owens walking out, but for some reason something's telling me that you know Cesaro is going to walk out of this title of this match as the champion, and here's why. It's like Perry said last episode. Owens is going on to do the Money in the Bank thing, and I think that's pretty much not that we know, but that's pretty much the only really route that makes sense for him, at least. 
Sami Zayn, you can really put him anywhere, uh, even keep him with the feud with uh, with Owens as far as the Money in the Bank, and then Cesaro can take the workhorse title, as in the IC title, and do a lot with it. And I think those other guys don't necessarily need to be in that mix, and Cesaro can take it and run with it. My only concern is with either Zayn or Cesaro as champion is who's going to challenge them that we haven't seen already. There's not a lot of heels right now. That's why I'm afraid, I think Miz or Owens or could take it. Is I, who's going to be that heel performer to step up with them and because look at the guys that are there right now that could probably get segued into the IC title picture. Mm-hmm. Apollo Crews, yeah. Face. Um really pretty much everybody's face right now. Yeah, I mean you just put two of the better single heels together into the tag team in Breeze and Fandango. Yeah. So who else are do they have right now that's going to step up? Unless they don't care if it's heel or yeah. not. I mean, no, they probably do, but it's always a thought. Um, but, again, I think if you want the IC title to have... Anybody that walks out of that match, to be honest with you, is going to give that IC title more validity. Yeah. So, and even that even means The Miz. And we all know it could very well be, you know, these guys are going at it, and The Miz comes out of nowhere, gets a roll-up oh, as yeah. Vasey's favorite ending of a match, and uh, the match is over, and Miz retains the IC title. And he'll just get more heat on himself for 100%. It. And uh, that wouldn't be a terrible outcome, although I think it would be the most unforeseen outcome. So... I also I want to be surprised though if Miz win it Miz yeah. wins it, um, mainly because they they want to keep Maurice on TV him and Maurice together on TV because they're both going to be a total divas now. That's true too. See there you go another reason to keep the belt on them. Um, all right, and the last match the title match, uh, Reigns versus AJ Styles. Roman Reigns all the way. Okay, so you're going with the Roman Empire. Yeah. Okay. And- as much as as much as I don't want Roman Reigns and I don't like Roman Reigns, I think it will be Roman Reigns. Um, I hope. Well, here's the thing. I hope it is Roman Reigns because I think it's too fast for AJ Styles to be a world champion. Um, usually, you know, what goes up must come down. So AJ Styles at this point just coming in. I feel like if they shot him to the top, the only way the the only place he has to go is down from there. Um, and I, I want to see like a bigger build for him. I want to see him go through these almost kind of like kind of like Daniel Bryan, where it was like a fight. It was a constant fight for a certain, you know, for a long time. And then when he got it, it was like so worth everything. Like he got frustrated along the way because he wasn't getting it, wasn't getting it, wasn't getting it. And then finally he gets it. And it's like the best moment ever. So I I hope for that for AJ Styles because he's that good, and I don't want to see too much too soon for him. Okay, uh, I can see where you're going. I think AJ gets it. I'm gonna go with AJ Styles winning it, and I'm gonna go with AJ Styles holding the belt until SummerSlam, and uh, at SummerSlam possibly losing to a Roman Reigns or a returning Seth Rollins or something of that nature, um, having. A SummerSlam main event with AJ Styles and Rollins for the title, that that makes you salivate. Like it, it's it's so good. Yeah. To just even think about. Um, but I, I would like to. And I, I, while I agree with you, Perry, it's too soon. 
the guy's been around the block. It, it, while I get it, this is the WWE, this is new, this is, you know, the big league, he, he's earned his due to the point where this guy has been a, uh, what is it, IJPW champion? Uh, IWGP. IWGP champion, uh, TNA world champion, ROH champion. Everywhere he's walked into, he's been the champion. So I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the outcome. He comes in, he does what he does in every other organization. He takes the title and he runs with it for a short time. And then down the line, he'll have a foreseeable run because we all know that Reigns is quote unquote the guy. So I just want, I just want to see him last. That's all I want. I don't care about him winning because I, I really genuinely like him. I just. I don't, I don't want him to be pushed aside once, once it happens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want him to last a really long time because he's, you know, one of the best we've seen in a long time. So that's all I'm worried about. And I was thinking about it too. Like, what if, what if Rain takes over, Reigns takes over the club? We've discussed this uh, a couple different times. Um, I, Brian thinks it's very likely. I think it's very unlikely. Um, but you know, again, it's like we said at the beginning of this: anything can happen. So it could make him a super heel if he turns on his own family and goes with the club. Oh, correct. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Like if he does that, like that's about as heel thing as you can do: turning on yeah. your own quote unquote bloodline. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very excited for Sunday. Um, even though I'm working, I'll watch it as soon as I get home. So uh, I've been going to be watching it late as well. It's my sister's birthday, so oh, okay. I'm gonna have family over. There you go. All right, uh, so Sunday is uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, I believe our next episode uh, will be, hopefully, if we can get it all the cards aligned, uh, we will be doing a uh, Monday Night War um, uh, debate. So what I would like to do is, uh, if we can get people to kind of call in, we'll start throwing our Skype name out on social media. If you're not already following us on Twitter, it's the letter you wish, the letter you could uh, PC. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash uh, you wish you could PC. Um, also, the first word in our contest is going to be gonna. Um, and uh, obviously, what you have to do is when you hear all three words, you have to tweet or Facebook us the complete sentence that those three words should uh, do. And then what we'll do is we'll find a winner based off of that. So the first word is going to be gonna. Um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, please like us on Facebook. Um, our Facebook has been blowing up lately with the amount of likes that we've been getting, the amount of activity. We just want to hear comments. We want to know what you guys think. If you love us, if you hate us, we want to know what you guys think of us. I don't care if it's good or bad. Tell us. I want your opinion and we want your feedback. So uh, we can know what you guys want to see more of, what you guys want to see less of. Um, probably less of Mike. It's always a good thing. That's definitely. That's um, anything new you want us to try to do. Um, and even if you guys have any ideas for uh, future uh, topic discussions, uh, so we're always open for that. Um, Perry, anything else you want to say before we let our uh, wonderful viewers go? No, that's it. I had a fun time on this podcast today. This is like the best time ever. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed doing this, and uh, I just want to thank uh, while he's not here, Vasey. I want to thank Perry, and I want to thank Brian for. Uh, 
getting this thing off the ground, and uh, this has definitely been one of the most fun things I've done in a very long time. When you are passionate and you love something as much as the four of us do, and that's professional wrestling, something like this isn't really a job or anything like that. It just becomes an extra thing that you like to voice your opinion on. It's sports entertainment, damn it. It's best for business. <laughs> Wait, when we're together, we sit around and talk about wrestling anyway, so we might as well share it with everybody. Correct, because we have some of the best conversations ever, <laughs> so now they're going to be recorded. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to You Wish You Could podcast. I'm Michael Canatella. I'm Brian Ortiz. I'm Perry Jericho. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful night. And it's too bad that we're too good. Smell ya! Sorry, I had to add that for Vasey. Ha, ha, ha.